0: Season's greetings and Merry Christmas, Millennium-era horror fans. In honor of the release of The Happiest Season and the collision of this podcast's mission statement and Sam Weinman's extreme love of the holiday season, we will set out to answer for you on this minisode, When did Christmas get gay? And spoiler, pop culture fans of the 2000s, the answer is your favorite decade, the Ops. So while you wait with anticipation for the next official episode of this podcast, sit and wonder at Sam's incredible capacity for cataloging pop culture ephemera.
1: Okay, so with happiest season this year, I feel like the question on everybody's mind is, when did Christmas get gay?
0: That's a great, um, I think that is, I think that is the question people are missing about underlying all of the sort of ship shipwarts that have been happening on <laughs> on, on Twitter.
1: Yeah, it's not the question being asked, right? The question being asked is like, do we side with Kristen Stewart's character? Yeah. Do we? Do, are we okay are we with Riley? Um, are Mackenzie's we wig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of useless questions. When, when, what's really happening is, uh, is we have this explosion of of crossover between queer culture and Christmas this year, which we've never had. And when we mm-hmm. talk about it, well, not never. I, I will explain. But the answer is, the odds. Okay. That's when it got gay. And, okay. and and I think Christina Milian did it. So I'll I, I will Real? get to okay. that. Okay. <laughs> All right. In part. A, what a plug. But I, obviously when we talk when we think about Christmas, it, there is a separation that we n- that never really comes up, right? Because mm-hmm. we we going home is painful for some queer people, for a lot mm-hmm. of us. We there's a moment where it's like do I belong here? Yeah. Um and that's that's pretty I don't want to say universal, but that's a common experience that a straight person wouldn't really understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that because of the division, because because Christianity is the root of, of Christmas, it's a mm-hmm. Jesus holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's about... Like a baby and some people in a barn and, right? and like we're celebrating that. But yes. like Christmas is not actually Jesus, right? Not really. Right. Like I'm a big advocate of taking the Christ out of Christmas.
0: As Black Christmas very vividly describes for us in the 2006 remake, what exactly Christmas is when bitchy Mary Elizabeth Weinstead decides to start saying that she doesn't like celebrating a murderer's spree, on this most hallowed christian day and then gets read the fucking riot act by her sorority sister who's like christmas is more about warding off evil spirits than halloween what christmas shit in this room resembles anything christian huh it's all neo-pagan magic christmas tree a magical rite ensuring the return of the crops the mistletoe is nothing but a conception charm fifth century christians jacked a roman winter festival twelve days in december where the nights were long and the earth was roamed by the demons of chaos and fucking Santa Claus, this fat voyeur that watches you all year long to make sure you live up to his standards of decency before breaking into your house. And that is different from what Billy did. How?
1: Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Christmas, yeah. as we celebrate it, isn't even Christian. So mm-hmm. everybody chill. Like, unless you're unless you're praying to Santa, which I don't think any of you are, <laughs> like you don't have the right to say Christmas is yours. Christmas right. is ours. It's fucking everybody's. Christmas is capitalism. Christmas is Britney Spears. Christmas mm-hmm. is my cat. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it is. It doesn't matter. Christmas is all of it because that's the cool part. The only the problem is, is it's kind of always been all of it except for us.
0: <laughs> right, 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 like, right.
1: You don't go to a church and sing hymns and hold hands with your boyfriend. You're not gonna see. You know, last year when Hallmark the Hallmark Channel aired that um a commercial with gay people in it, people mm-hmm. freaked the fuck out. And Homer a popular
0: conservative it. commentator indeed followed up the release of the happiest season by saying that it was an offense. It was a slap in the face to Christians, to conservative values of any of, of any stripe who would be tuning in to watch this movie because it was just Hulu demonstrating that it doesn't give a shit about your priorities or how you want to protect your children. So yes, you're correct. We still have like the Newt Gingrich culture wars point of view even on the upon the release of the happiest season in 2020.
1: It's crazy. It feels to me crazy that that's even still coming up. Except mm-hmm. it's not, because when we mm-hmm. think about what happens between LA and New York, you know, there, there, there's a lot of space and a lot of people and a mm-hmm. lot of different cultures and ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes in our own, uh, our own home of bubbles, it can feel like things are a certain way and they aren't. Mm-hmm. So while we're all sitting here bickering on Twitter about if uh, happiest season was perfect or not, what's really happening is we're in the middle of a cultural shift and it's important to track it. So if you look back at, um, I mean, there's queer coding all through film history, right? And sure. we're, we're, we're looking at characters that we can identify as probably pretty visibly gay. I mean, fuck, I was watching um, It's a Wonderful Life the other night, which please never again, but um, I watched like maybe <laughs> 25 minutes of it and I was like, God, they, like the, the homosocial behavior here is so fucking mm-hmm. gay. There's mm-hmm. so much like tension, but it's not actually made explicit until... Really the 2000s. In 2004, Sam Irvin shot a movie called A Very Cool Christmas. And Mm -hmm. you may have heard of this, or maybe not, but it had an alternate version, Too Cool for Christmas. What he did was the set of parents of the main character, um, it's a mom and a dad. He would call cut, swap the mom out for a dad. So it was two dads. So in A Very Cool Christmas, you have two dads, same exact movie, and Too Cool for Christmas, mom and a dad. Wait, did I say that right? Two dads, mom and dad? Yes. Anyways. Now.
0: Maybe I can help you.
1: Thanks to a teen with a dream.
0: It is time to bring Santa into the 21st century.
1: So Sam Irvin would literally call cut, swap out the mom for a second male character. Same Uh dad, same dad A, but then dad B comes in. So there are two versions of this movie and the idea... Oh, by the way, Sam Irvin who directed Elvira's Haunted Hills 2001 uh, and (laughs) would go on to do Dante's Cove. Uh, So, you know, these are definitely queer horror moments. So that's some of the crossover. But uh, the idea was to sell it to maybe like Logo and Hallmark. Mm
0: -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, I
1: believe one is on Amazon and the other's on Hulu now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. But what we have in that moment is this idea that Christmas for queer people can exist if it's compartmentalized. Right. As long as there's one that's palatable to straight people, there's mm-hmm. also one that we can make for us. We can have it separate and like yeah. a little bit to the side. And when you look at the 2000s, when you look at Ott's cinema, all yeah. of all of queer content was like that. Those TLA releases, those straight-to-DVD stuff that you would see mm-hmm. on the shelf of Blockbuster, mm-hmm. it's, it's separate and it's not equal. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's low-budget garbage, but it was just for us. It's not for anybody else. Yeah. This is where Christina Milian comes in. Right, go so ahead. if we're looking at like the t- the Christmas TV landscape, we see the Family Channel in the 90s. I'm um, giving me my sexual awakening with uh, The Christmas List and mm-hmm. Eric Von Detten in 1996. <laughs> did any- Listen, if anybody out there had a crush like I did. Anyways, I think that was the movie <laughs> that made me realize I might be queer. Um, so the family channel kind of pioneered this when nobody else did, they were making these original TV movies when it wasn't really a thing Uh and they would make these big moments out of them and they would churn them out. There was like a new one every year. Then they became ABC family. And when that rolled around, they started marketing to like a, like a hipper audience, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're the cool mom. That's when they hired Christina Milian for snow globe. So 2007, we have snow globe.
0: 2007, is, here it is again. Sam. 2007,
1: baby, here we yeah. go. So, and, and now, while this movie isn't queer, it is Christina Milian of Dip It Low Odds fame, just fucking living her best life inside yes. of a snow globe, learning that you know <laughs> she shouldn't be such a Grinch, obviously, and or maybe like a high-powered businesswoman. I can't remember. I think that might be a thing because it's always a thing, teaching women not to like you know have aspirations but snow globe 2007 it's bonkers it's apeshit it's over the top why is she trapped in this place and what's interesting about snow globe is all of christmas is christmas as we celebrate it and there's zero religion to it and learning Uh the value of christmas is only the value of uh, like christmas removed yeah and it had this kind of like underground cult following i would say that sounds like it's built
0: for that yeah sure
1: um, and you know it, that same year in 2007, we have Melissa Joan Hart, another you know star of Drive Me Crazy in the '80s, mm-hmm. doing Holiday in Handcuffs. Mm-hmm. In that, it features a coming out scene with her brother. Okay. So that's in a mainstream Christmas movie. These are ABC Family movies. ABC and right. quote Family. So that's and a these big are, and, deal. And
0: it's, and it's also I think what I think this is very important in your timeline is what the, what this gets at, and it's something that me and you have talked about offline, is the notion of. The conversation around happiest season being, we've already seen this story. We've already been told this story. Can't we move past this story in some of the the internet critique of it? To which your rejoinder was, where, when, where is when it? When at this level and at this size and at this high a profile, do we have we have we been given this story in this in this Christmas rom com context? You're talking about ABC Family right now. Which these were event made for TV movies at a time when there was a monoculture, so these things were a bit more promoted. There was a there was a more there was a greater chance for the like the general broad audience to sit down and watch it together, like an, an event experience. But it wasn't. We are going to put up billboards. We are going to hire. We are going to hire very in vogue actors of the moment, probably at least fairly expensive people. Sony's going to make this, if. Like, it did get, like, it had its, you know, drive-in premiere, glamorous photo shoots with Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis and Clea Duvall. Like, it, these movies that you're describing are not at that tier. So the question of, like, when did Christmas get gay, I think it absolutely absolutely applies this conversation with the the intent, too, of when did it get gay at such a premium tier level as yes. we've been given it now
1: because when we look at snow globe that's a 5 million dollar budget that's twice as much as Blumhouse spends on most of their movies that's mm-hmm. crazy i mean that's yeah. an insane amount of money for 2007 considering yeah. what we're spending on movies now but uh but what you're talking about with the happiest season that point which which is like well where is this movie that you keep saying we have enough of mm-hmm. look at 2009 and see make the yuletide gay which okay. is the happiest season on a 50 dollar budget maybe there's
0: something else to tell you
1: Oh, my God. You two are to totally gay. Oh, cripes. I mean, okay. it really is. It is that TLA straight to DVD, like, probably saw some actors from Dante's Cove, and it, Like, it's that. Right, yeah. Is it great? No. Yeah. <laughs> Does it exist? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that happened. Then we're back on ABC Family. We've got Christmas Cupid with Ashley Benson and mm-hmm. our queen returning, Christina Milian. Yeah. Yeah. There she is, folks.
0: Yep. It's yep.
1: Christina. She's back. She's <clears throat> dipping it low in Christmas. And, and she's then picking it up that,
0: slow for New Year's.
1: She's <laughs> that ball is dropping. <laughs> yeah. It like it's hot. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, even even Mandy Moore does a movie that year. She does like Christmas mm-hmm. and Conway on Hallmark in twenty thirteen, which by the way, the, the staple like for me, a Hallmark movie always ends abruptly. There's no there's no finale in Hallmark. Like the second somebody learns it, the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like the client. It's like imagine like if you're having sex and like the second you come, everybody leaves. I said everybody like it's gonna be a group. Every, I guess everybody a like everybody bit watching just goes. Yeah. all right, everybody, everybody out, out. We're done. Yeah. So that, to, to, when you look at the odds, just what was happening? This kind of like commercialization. Yeah. Of Christmas in a way that leaves behind the past. We're not Charlie Browning it. We're not mm-hmm. sitting here like the true meaning of Christmas is this Bible verse. We're mm-hmm. looking at it like the meaning of Christmas is Christina Milian returning as a ghost to teach you a lesson. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like we've got Christmas is, is pretty little liars. Um, So, yes. well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So when we get to what happens in my opinion, this is the watershed moment for queer Christmas. Mm hmm. By the time we get to Life Size 2 in 2018, it is a different landscape. Now, I am departing from odds to speak to this, but it's important. So Uh, we've got um, a bisexual lead in Life Mm -hmm. Size 2. She wakes up in bed with Tyra Banks, not realizing Tyra Banks is like her doll come to life. And Mm -hmm. she's cool with it. She's like, I guess I just fucked this girl last night, have no (laughs) recollection because I drank. And she brings her to brunch with her her queer friends. Are you gonna introduce us to your lady friend? Hi, new friends. I'm Eve. I'm a doll. Excuse me? That's liquid butter. I love her. That is the beginning of the movie, and everybody's not talking about that. That's crazy. Yes, she has a romantic lead that's a male. Um, hello, mm-hmm. bisexual visibility in 2018 in mm-hmm. a in a in life size two attire banks. <laughs> yeah. Also, there, there's a whole world of dolls. They all have their own personalities, guys. Like this is like this is as queer as it gets. That's Last deeply year, then gay. So gay, ghosting the spirit of Christmas 2019. Mm-hmm. One year later, we've got again. Here we go. It's it's ABC Family, but they're they're freeform now. And they're the mm-hmm. same ones that did Life Size too. By the way, yeah. the through line here is, is really the family ABC
0: channel. ABC Family. <laughs> yeah,
1: ABC Family, family channel, Freeform. Um, Ghosting the Spirit of Christmas has a lesbian character. Then we get this year to you know Princess Switch switched again, obviously uh-huh. queer. While yeah. there isn't explicit queer content, that is queer in its execution because it embodies all the queerness that we were seeing in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But like fucking with a new budget.
0: Oh my god. You're the one who switched places with my cousin. <laughs> Me, you two seriously look like twins. Spooky, I mean,
1: spooky. And then, once we get to happiest season, everybody's talking about like the love Simon of holiday films, and it's like a decade too late. But is it? I feel like we it just never really arrived.
0: Well, and and the idea, too, that I I think the, the fact that there is now a culture, you know, thank God for Hallmark and Lifetime that this is true, there is now a culture around Lifetime and Hallmark movies where, like, doesn't Hallmark have, like, a dedicated app For it's like Christmas content like Elizabeth Moss in a profile she did with Vulture she talks about being obsessed with Hallmark movies and she has the Hallmark app and whenever Christmas comes around she's just like furiously watching Hallmark Christmas movies and Netflix has found that this is a great market for them so they churn out the Christmas Prince and the Princess Switch switched again like they have made this a cottage industry of theirs too and obviously then you have the Lifetime channel and because we now have streaming and these things are accessible all the time. This community of people who's always kind of like these cheesy things, they have it on demand so they can make it a whole fucking month of programming. And there is this, again, bless this for these networks that are kind of like written off as lowbrow pop culture. There is a giant swath of people that just want to watch these things on an IV drip. And I think it makes the presence of this entertainment feel ubiquitous in a way that suggests the cultural penetration of the content Mm. is... Such that we have had so many movies before that are doing what Happiest Season is doing at the level of media exposure than it is when it in fact hasn't. That's like saying if a 100% gay slasher that took place at Pride came out tomorrow, they'd be like, oh, really? A a slasher that's like hunting down gay men at Pride? We've seen this before. And it's like, okay, but guys, in the way that you're talking about it, Hellbent from 2005 doesn't count. Like,
1: right. better, exactly. actually,
0: actually better movie than I think it was appraised to be at the time. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, actually better movie than I think it's given credit for. But saying, using like 2005's Hellbent, if you use that as a standard bearer for what has done been done before, and so doing something like that again at a Sony, Hulu, high budget, high production level, to say that that precludes doing it again because it anchors the politics of the story in the past, is like but nobody watched that movie in 2005. Like that movie arrived. and yes. It was supposed to be like the definitive gay slasher and the breakout for the form and queer presence in, in horror in that way. And it fell flat and it was pretty dragged. And now if there is, if that came out now and it starred like fucking Misha O'Sharevich and- oh my God, yeah. Like, like if, if it starred By the way put the, him like, in
1: 10 Christmas movies please
0: This is like if it, star, and if it, if it starred Lachlan Watson like if it oh starred Like I put non-binary And queer stars in a slasher today And set it at Pride Weekend in Los Angeles And have a devil masked killer going after them And make that At that budget level make it a fucking Blumhouse production and that is In fact doing something New for and within the culture That has not been done before so you take this and make it a Sony release with Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, queer fucking icon, Clea Duvall, co-written by Mary Holland. Like, Alison Brees in this, Victor Garber's in this, Mary Steenburgen is in this, Dan Levy's yep. Shit's Creek just fucking cleaned house at the Emmys. Like, one of the great TV success stories of the past handful of years. And one of the queerest things on, t- on, on like mainstream breakout television for yes! sure
1: that so for the th- queer community to be i'm sorry but here's if you have critiques that's fine but yes fucking who folks because this is a big deal
0: and it's the it's, it's, it's important continue
1: well this is the blind manner of it all i really enjoyed blind manner i mm-hmm. thought it was actually superior to season one and i okay. love season one mm-hmm. i hated the barrier gaze trope so i went on twitter to talk about the barrier gaze trope and i had all this backlash and I think it's this idea that, like, we are not in the practice of critiquing things that we love. So mm-hmm. I am here to say is the happiest season the future mm-hmm. of, of Christmas movies? No. no but yes. I think that it's Correct. very much the present.
0: I think that is, I think that's 100% true. And I think here's my litmus test my sister and her husband, who live in our small Oregon town, they, it's highly possible that they're going to watch happiest season this Christmas. It's highly possible because they have Hulu and it's got a big fucking splash page because it's Mm -hmm. a, it's the big seasonal release on Hulu. And you know what they're not going to watch? Those movies you just talked about from the family channel.
1: They're not watching make the Yuletide gay. I'll tell you that. They're not,
0: they're not going to go back and find those things. And they're almost assuredly not going to happen upon them by accident, which is the love Simon effect. You know how many people could get access to love Simon and watch that story? Across the fucking world, that yeah. aren't going to be, or aren't going to have watched Hellbent, that aren't yep. going to have watched like charming queer stories from, or like painful queer stories from the new queer cinema movement, like in the 90s, like who haven't seen My Private Idaho, who don't watch Gus Van Zandt movies, who aren't watching yes! a Christmas movie with two gay dads from the 2000s in the Family Channel era. They're not gonna find those things. But yes. you know what they do watch? They watch Shit's Creek because it's on Netflix and they have Mm -hmm. a queer man in their home, multiple queer men in their home that they have fallen in love with. And they laugh at jokes that this family tells. And they love the Rose family because this big, shiny platform Netflix got a hit on its hands and started promoting the shit out of it. And it started getting a lot of critical attention. So it became a giant mainstream success.
1: So this Christmas, if you're sitting there. feeling the way that you do obviously vocalize it but Mm -hmm. I think collectively let's just kick that film elitism to the curb because we don't need it that's not helping queer kids who are trying to come out and see themselves Mm -hmm. in this thing um Mm -hmm. fuck that yes let's have our discussions about how to write better but also did you like it tell somebody you liked it
0: tell somebody you liked it think of how much fun you think think of how much fun a lot of people had watching it and if your concern is that the politics or the process, the coming out process and the recognition of it, of something like a happiest season are rooted in, say, 2004, as I saw one writer designate on Twitter, consider how many people's awareness of queerness and the queer experience is rooted still in around 2004. Because again, that's that's a fair amount of my family. So watching something like this, that's actually a big step forward for them. And releasing to the giant broadest common denominator platform of happiest uh, that happiest season is on, on Hulu. That's going to do a lot of good in a way that people who spend their lives talking about this stuff might already be past it. And
1: but also, a lot of
0: people aren't yet.
1: Yes. And, and also on your radar, the Christmas house with Jonathan, Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls uh, on Hallmark, the Christmas setup, which is a lifetime movie Uh mm-hmm. Drescher. Queer as fuck, come on. That's it's yeah. Fran Drescher. Also, Santa Slay. Fran Drescher's in that 2009 aughts. Uh, dashing in December, which is going to be on Paramount. I Hate New Year's, a lesbian mm-hmm. rom com, which will be coming out closer to New Year's. So we have mm-hmm. an entire landscape mm-hmm. suddenly of queer trash to choose from. And mm-hmm. the thing is, it's trash, and that's great. Mm-hmm. We should have trash options.
0: Yeah, we should. Let us celebrate our so, trash.
1: If just I can just. We-
0: just as we celebrate the trash as a matter of practice here on Otts
1: We love trash. If you love it, it's worth loving.
0: If you love it it's so worth to bring it.
1: it back to the Christina Million of it all, as a closer, go find a Snow Globe Christmas twenty thirteen. Now, why it's not exactly Otts. You're looking at the timeline and you're thinking it's not, it is. It actually <laughs> yeah. it's like a love letter to Otts uh Christmas. In the same way that Texas and-
0: Chainsaw 3D was in twenty thirteen.
1: a a snow globe christmas is a not a remake of snow globe from 2007 it's actually exists in its own universe not even made by the same company but still somehow stars christina milian (laughs) (laughs) so get it put it on celebrate christmas be queer as fuck
0: yep and that's all you need
1: that's it